live edition of the Bucks Nation podcast. We are Downey and Martez. I am the Downey half of this duo, Trey Downey, and he's the Martez half. That is Lynn Martez. Lynn, we've got the never-ending NFL offseason, as you tweeted out. Another page in that book is written tonight as the NFL schedule release is released. We're going to have some games to look forward to. I was going to start with that. You took my open. I got to go, man. It's, <laughs> this is over. <laughs> Broadcast over. I'm out of here. I got no material. <laughs> no, it's all good. Listen, exciting Wednesday night in the middle of May. And we're talking NFL. Like like you mentioned, I did tweet it out regards to the never-ending storylines of, of the NFL offseason. And ironically, once the schedule comes out, it's getting ready to pick up. You got rookie camp this weekend. Yep. Most teams, if not all teams. Uh, we found out that one player, in particular in Detroit, won't be at his uh, rookie minicamp because of a COVID uh, situation. But it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to come out tonight. But also, moving forward, we're in May. And as much as I said, there's a lot that has to be determined when it comes to these teams in May. Guess what? <laughs> it is steamrolling from now on out. Now, we are going to be live while we have some of the games leaked out. We obviously will get in to the week one game opening night for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which was officially announced on the Today Show this morning, along with the rest of the week one schedule that was officially announced this morning. Uh, out there on Twitter, there's always the leaks of the schedule during the day of. So I believe we have about nine games or so for the Bucks that have been reported before the schedule is officially released. Like I said, you're following us along here on the Bucks Nation Twitter account, Bucks underscore Nation on Twitter. And you can follow Lynn at Elmar810. You can follow myself at TD Experience. If you're watching this, hop in. Give us a comment. Let us know how you feel about the Bucks schedule. Let us know how you feel about the opener. If there's one game on the schedule that you're uh, going to buy tickets to or most excited about, let us know. Any comments, we will read them on the show and answer all of your questions. But, Lynn, we have to start with the news that uh, broke this morning. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers on September 9th at a presumably full Raymond James Stadium well, welcome in the Dallas Cowboys. Now, we probably shouldn't be surprised by this, given how likely the NFL is to put the Cowboys in marquee positions as far as primetime games and big games like that. But considering the other options that were out there, the New Orleans Saints with the possibility of James Winston starting at quarterback, and then the rumors earlier this week surrounding the Buffalo Bills, which to some people could possibly be a Super Bowl 56 preview. Uh, those were two of the games that were rumored out there. Are you surprised uh, that the Cowboys were ultimately the choice that the NFL went with to open the 2021 season against the Bucks? Not necessarily surprised, a little bit disappointed. Uh, I'll say a little bit disappointed because I was a lot when it first came out disappointed. And I was thinking, why are we doing this? And I understand that we're in a position we're in when it comes to reacting and being fans and, and doing this yeah. podcast on Bucks Nation. But my initial reaction was to be a little bit like, why the Cowboys? I mean, we're talking about a team that's been playoff list the last two seasons. It's getting their quarterback back in, in Dak Prescott, who suffered the, the horrific ankle injury last year. 
And I understand it's his first game back. And I understand Dallas draws eyes. But I was thinking, there's got to be better options. And then I thought in terms of, wait a second, some of those options may not be options. <laughs> They're options in May. And let's not forget, you know, when we sit here and we, we get an opportunity to discuss the schedule, we're sitting here reacting to months of work that was put in by the NFL. The same thing yeah. with the draft. We sit there and we watch the draft and it's like, oh, yeah, it's one night for us or it's one weekend. No, it's a whole month of preparation for the lead to put forward. And that's the same thing with the schedule. I say that because when it comes to the schedule, I could have thought of teams that would have made more sense. Just from a matchup standpoint, like Seattle, like Green Bay, teams that were either in the playoffs or are perennial playoff teams. But then I thought, do you know where Russell Wilson's going to be in September? Boy, they're not—they're not, they're not on—they're not on the Bucks' schedule this year either. No, so. no, I, I, I get that. I understand that. But yeah. what, I'm, what I'm saying is, whether it be Green Bay, whether it be Seattle, I'm just thinking in terms of like better matchups. But I'm thinking also, schedule makers look at this and think we don't know where. Russell Wilson's going to be. We don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to be, whether it's the Bucks schedule or any other schedule that involves the Seahawks or the Packers. That's what has to go into that. And I know the Packers have a great matchup week one, but you know what it end up might be? It might end up being Jordan Love taking that first snap for them on that Sunday. Or Blake Bortles. Blake oh, Bortles stop. versus James stop. Winston week one. Oh, stop. I think I think Bortles would have a chance to start over Jordan Love if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. But you mentioned the far, as far as marquee opponents go. I mean, the Bill. If you wanted a really sexy matchup, that would probably be you know your guaranteed two teams that are going to make the playoffs. The Bills, to me, were probably the only option as far as locks go to make the playoffs on the Bucks' home schedule. If you look at the Bucks' schedule. The a lot of the sexier games are on the away side. You've got Washington football team playoff mat rematch of last year. That could possibly have been something they went with. The Patriots, the Bucks, and the Patriots. No matter what you think the Patriots are going to be in 2021, is the marquee game of the 2021 schedule. Point blank period. It will probably be the highest rated game of the season. Just Tom Brady returning to New England against Bill Belichick. Ton Tom of eyeballs. Brady and Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, don't yeah. forget him. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, and presumably either a quarterback that the Bucks have a lot of history with and Cam Newton, or uh, a young guy in Mac Jones who maybe he is finally, even though Brady already left, the heir apparent to Tom Brady. And then the LA Rams, uh, that's an away game as well. That's I the one. Yeah, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I think other than the Bucs, that's the only team that's a lock to make the playoffs in the NFC right now. And then you could even throw the Colts in there as well. So the four games that I think were, you know, really the all of those games are probably sexier than anything on the Bucks schedule is home wise, other than the Bills and then the Saints, if Jameis Winston is, is the starter. The Cowboys, to me, as you mentioned, I want a competitive game to start the season. I want a game that we could possibly see in the playoffs between playoff teams. Last year, 
we thought we were getting that with Chiefs and Texans, but then uh, Deshaun Watson got injured and the wheels completely fell off of that football team. But the NFL thought they were doing that with that last year. I mean, do some people think because Dask, Dak Prescott was injured that the Cowboys are the favorites in the NFC East this year? I know you and I both don't think that. Both of us think that Washington is the favorite in that division. I mean, honestly, I would have rather had the Dolphins against the Bucks in week one on that Thursday night with two well, coming in. I mean, there's a little bit more storylines to the to the, the Cowboys, Cowboys game because it's, because it's Dak's first game back, and again, it's it's Dallas and it's eyes. Yeah. So, but but don't pass it off to me as like the greatest matchup, no Thursday night matchups ever. And I saw someone tweet that out. Someone who someone who will be working the game <laughs> for, for <laughs> NBC, and I'm like, dude, don't do it. You lose your credibility because there was there have been so many bigger matchups than that. I get it. I understand it's a big deal as far as Tampa Bay is concerned. But Vegas, and I know it's only May, but Vegas is already telling you this team's a six-point favorite. I think the line, I think the point spread's gonna go up too. Exactly, because no money's in on it yet. It's yeah. the first day. So when money starts going in on the Bucks being the six-point favorite, uh, you know, that's gonna it's gonna change things. But the thing about it is that I, I might have that game off by 10, 30, 11 o'clock on Thursday night. Yeah, it starts at 30. I'm not no, watching I, it till midnight if it's a blowout. I agree with you. And, I, I mean, look at the rest of the week one. It could, it could be 30 to 10. It could be yeah. 30 to 10, and I'm going to watch the game because it's the first game of the season. But just saying, just thinking out loud and thinking in terms of you don't want to blow out. You don't want your, your marquee game, the first game, September 9th, first game of the season, 2021, the longest NFL season you're going to have because you have 17 games. You want that matchup? Like your I first, said, presumably your first game with a – packed stadium since Super Bowl 54 as well too. Yeah, no. And 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 listen, from Dallas's standpoint, the storylines are minimal because again, we're talking about a team that hasn't made the playoffs the last 2 years, a team that's won a division 3 times in a decade. Uh, and they've had plenty of losing seasons. Let's face it, if you're a Cowboys fan, you know better than I do. You might not want to admit it, but you know better than I do. They've been losing seasons the last decade. But the biggest storyline for them is getting Dak back. But if you look at Tampa Bay, you're talking about you're talking about the Bucks, reigning champions, Tom Brady, 22 players, 22 starters coming back, Bruce going after another one. There's plenty more storylines on the on the home team side than the visiting team side, and that's why I said there could have been a better matchup. But you mentioned it; those other games are on the road, and I don't think they wanted the Bucks to start the season out on the road. Because those matchups are good. Rams matchup is one of the ones I thought of and thought, hey, Matt Stafford coming into Tampa Bay, but it was it's a road game. They're gonna go to LA and play at SoFi Stadium, whatever it's called. Yeah, SoFi Stadium, which Super Bowl uh next year in 2022 will be held there at SoFi Stadium in LA. And looking at the entire week one slate, especially the prime guy, primetime games to me, they're pretty underwhelming. I mean, you've got Bucks and Cowboys, which a lot of us don't think as of right now that's going to be super competitive. The Sunday night football game in week one is the Rams hosting a Bears team who were, I, even though they made the playoffs last year, nobody thought that they were going to make a super run. Uh, I believe in Justin Fields. 
and I think he'll start at some point this season, but I think that there's a good possibility that Andy Dalton is starting for the Bears come week one, and then the Monday night game is Ravens at Raiders, which probably to me is the best and most intriguing game out of the three primetime games in week one, and I think that the the reason that the Rams and Raiders got primetime home games in week one is because they did last year as well and because of their new stadium, SoFi Stadium, and then Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. And this is really going to be the true opening of those stadiums in front of fans because, yes, we here in Tampa Bay, we were you know grateful to have the opportunity to host a limited amount of fans throughout the majority of the 2020-2021 season in the playoffs and the Super Bowl, obviously. But SoFi Stadium and Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas – have not seen fans, period. There have not been fans at all in those buildings. So I think that that's why the NFL went that route as far as the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. And I, I'm, a, disapp- I'm disappointed thing, the Monday night doubleheader is gone. I'm going to miss thing, it though. on week Here's the one. thing, though. You mentioned, you mentioned the Ravens-Raiders matchup, and the first thing you go to from a storyline standpoint is the fact that fans will be able to see the Raiders for the first time in Vegas. That's the storyline? Like, there has to be more when it comes to a primetime Monday night matchup because that storyline goes away after that Monday night game. Storylines are something that transitions to something else, changes something else. Hey, Tom Brady's first game back in New England on October 3rd. Great, fantastic. Well, how did he do? Oh, he did this. He played well. He didn't play well. He went up against the coaching staff that knows him the best, and he still won, went to went back to Gillette Stadium. They cheered the heck out of him. They booed him, whatever. That storyline continues. When it comes to the Raiders storyline and then that Monday night game, it ends on Monday night after the game because you've seen it already. Boom, it's done. To me, there has to be more of a storyline when you have that primetime matchup especially the first week. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. To me, I think that the marquee game of week one in the NFL in 2021 is uh, the 425 game on CBS, the, the uh, Chiefs and Browns game. The Browns almost unseated the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. To me, that's the most interesting matchup in week one of the NFL uh, this year. I think Seattle and Indianapolis is interesting if Russell Wilson is still in Seattle. And then the Chargers uh, in Washington is also an interesting game as well. But, Lynn, it is not 8 o'clock yet, but the Bucks have released their 2021 schedule on Twitter. So we have it. Let me just run down the entire schedule really quickly. Uh, We know week one, uh, the Dallas Cowboys at Raymond James Stadium. The Bucs will be at home on week week two as well. They will face the Atlanta Falcons in their first divisional matchup this year early in the season, as opposed to last year where they played them. I think it was like two times in three weeks towards the end of the season. Week three, they go to LA to face the Rams. Week four, as been as has been reported earlier today, they will go to New England. That's the marquee game against the Patriots on Sunday Night Football. Week five, they welcome in the Miami Dolphins. Week six, they head to Philadelphia to face the Eagles. Week seven, they go to, or they are here at Raymond James Stadium to face the Chicago Bears. Week eight, 
Now, this is going to be an interesting one as they head to New Orleans to possibly face Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints in Week 8. That's the first matchup against them this season. And they have a Week 9 bye, which I think is very intriguing and a nice bye, especially I always like the bye right in the middle of the season, uh, especially considering this is the longest season ever uh, with, with the extra game there. Week 10 coming off the bye, they go to Washington for that playoff matchup against the Washington football team. Week 11, another NFC East matchup as the New York Giants will come to Tampa Bay. Week 12, they go to Indianapolis. That's the extra game that got added for this season as the Bucs will play nine on the road and eight at home. They uh, play the Falcons. The second time they'll play the Falcons is in week 13 in Atlanta. Week 14, that's that Bills matchup and coming you know, late in the season, that's going to be a big one. Back-to-back weeks at home here, week 14 and week 15 might be the most important stretch of the Bucs season as they play the Bills, and then they welcome in the Saints to Raymond James Stadium. And then you might have, if you're paying attention, you might have learned that I have not mentioned the Panthers yet. That's because they're doing the same thing they did last year. I don't like this when the NFL has teams play each other two times in three weeks, but the Bucs will go to Carolina in week 16, Week 17, they'll play the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. So that's going to be a cold one uh, in early January for the Bucs. And then they close out the season again against the Panthers two times in the final three weeks of the season. But the Bucs will close out the season at home uh, here at Raymond James Stadium. So there it is. We know which week uh, every uh, every game will take place. The, the prime time. Uh, schedule I don't believe is out yet, but I do know that we know the 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 primetime schedule is out. Just looking yeah. at the 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 Bucks tweet did not say uh, which games were on primetime. So no, that's there's good. five primetime games. I can tell you what games are primetime. Okay, I'm, then let's I'm, go let's go over the primetime games. I know the the week one against the Cowboys, and then uh, the the Patriots game in week four is a Sunday night game. Correct. Also, Thursday night game in Philadelphia on October fourteenth. And then their Giants game is a Monday night game. Just like at, last year. At Raymond James, though, the difference is this game is here in Tampa mm-hmm. on November 22nd, which is uh, a Monday night. And then the final primetime game will be a Sunday night game, the 19th of December, here at Raymond James against the Saints. Very interesting. Uh, the max the NFL will allow now is seven primetime games. I thought that the Bucks might reach that maximum there, but as we're going to get five primetime games. And to be completely honest with you, I don't think we're going to see the Bucks playing at one o'clock very much, if at all, in 2021. I think that even if they are scheduled for some one o'clock games, I think a lot of them might be flexed to the 425 window as well. Well, there's seven one o'clock games. Okay. Three of the seven are the last three weeks of the season. Two games versus Carolina, the other against the Jets. I honestly don't think those games will get flexed, but depending on the season, depending on how well Carolina could do, maybe it gets flexed. One of those games get flexed. But again, they have seven one o'clock games, three of them the final three weeks of the season. They might. And I don't know when the flexing actually starts. You might know this, Trey, 
But I think it starts in week – I want to say week five starts the okay. flexing. Well, they could flex the Buffalo game. That's but, scheduled right now at 425. Yeah. But, I, I mean, a lot, of time, I, a lot of times I think that the 425 games are less likely to be flexed into a primetime game because the, the network CBS and Fox – kind of have a priority on those games. Fox calls it America's Game of the Week. CBS, I'm not sure if they have a, a fancy name for it, but uh, that's that's kind of their marquee games. And we have saw in year, especially last year, that some of these 425 games are getting higher, as high, close to as high ratings as the Sunday night games. So it's more likely that you see one o'clock games flexed. And it's I don't believe it's this year. Yet, I believe it doesn't kick in till the new TV deal with uh, ABC and ESPN that Monday night games are be able are going to be able to be flexed. I believe this year that it is still just Sunday night games that you can be uh, flexed into. Well, if if what you say regarding the flex starting week five and one o'clock games, two that potentially could be moved is against the Colts in Indianapolis. That's scheduled at 1 o'clock. And also the game in Washington versus the football team is also scheduled for a 1 o'clock game. Both those games are in November. And if one of those games is flexed, that gives the Bucks six primetime games. And you mentioned the max is seven. So, I mean, I could see if, if depending on the week matchups that week, W-E-A-K, um, I could see Wentz and Brady being yeah. flexed to a primetime game. Well, and to, don't don't forget that, I mean, we're talking the prior, the main thing in talking about uh, flexing is being flexed into Sunday night games. But a lot of times we see these one, you know, if they, we saw it last year when the NFC East was so bad that Fox had some of these NFC East matchups that are, you know, primarily, you know, big time games, Cowboys and Giants and that type of thing scheduled for their 425 slot. They switch things up and one o'clock moves to a four o'clock start. So things like that can be moved around as well. And that's not necessarily considered flexing. But uh, here, this is the NFL's rule as far as flex scheduling goes. It, it does begin in week five and is effect in weeks five to, to 17. Up to two games may be flexed into Sunday night, weeks five uh, through 10. And only Sunday afternoon games are subject to being moved into the Sunday night window. And yeah, that'll be listed. As, that's an eight fifteen games, and the majority of games are listed at one o'clock during flex. During flex weeks, they can be moved to four fifteen and four twenty five. Yeah, so four fifteen and four twenty five, twelve uh, days prior to the game, can be can be flexed. But a lot of times, you know, week five, you know, those early season games, we don't really know uh, if teams are are bad yet. So you more see games flexed once you get a little bit later into the season and it becomes because at the beginning of the season, like week five, the storyline could be, oh, this team was really supposed to be really good. They had a horrible start. Can tonight be the start of that turnaround? So but I but that's why I mentioned the quarterbacks too, because yeah. that usually is is the selling point when it comes to that early in the season, but you could still sell Brady Wentz. Although, 
the Washington football team <laughs> has Fitz Magic playing yeah, quarterback. What, yeah, that's also an interesting one where if that would have been on the home slate for the Bucks in 2021, that would have been one that I thought could possibly be uh, the opening night game as well. Well, let me, let me, really, the opening night game? Washington, if it was at if it was at home, a playoff rematch with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was recently here in Tampa Bay, I think that would have been more interesting than Dallas. I don't know about more interesting, but because it's it is Dallas. But I will ask you this: What do you think the reception would have been like? And I know it's all hypothetical because it's not going to happen because the Bucks play in DC. But what do you think the reception? here in Tampa Bay I think he I think if they were coming here to Tampa Bay I think Ryan Fitzpatrick would get a much warmer reaction than who could possibly than Jameis Winston would be when will when he returns if he's still uh or the Saints starting quarterback uh coming why, up why in- do you have to bring Jameis into this I asked you what the reception he'd get I'm I didn't just, ask you a comparison. I I'm just comparing. You, just, get, just tell me okay. if you get a warm reception or he wouldn't get a warm yeah, reception. Yeah, I think I think fit because I think he would. Fitz is one of the most would. likable players in the entire league, and it was fun. Yeah, it were fun times with him. I mean, I, granted, he took us on, and when I say us, I mean the media too. He took us on a roller coaster when it comes to some of the games he played, but he had some shining moments here, especially mm-hmm. that start of the season. <laughs> and, and I know Bucks fans have moved on. You know, Tom Brady, you know, we got the GOAT. We got the GOAT. I understand. But uh, there was a time where Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing the, the best football of any quarterback in the NFL. And that's not hyperbole. That's reality. The dude won The dude won awards, okay? Best AFC, NFC player of the week and all those different awards he won those first three weeks of the season when they beat uh, – Philadelphia and they lost to Pittsburgh and they beat the Saints. Philadelphia. Yeah, the Pittsburgh game was Monday night. Yeah, and and they almost came back in that one as well. Uh, But but Lynn, we we have the entire schedule. Uh, I mentioned when talking about the Patriots game that I think that that is probably viewership wise and storyline wise the marquee game of the 2021 NFL season. Uh, Do you agree with me on that? And just a quick. Just a quick take from me on that. I think that that game is scheduled for week four because the league doesn't know how good the Patriots are going to be. And no matter when that game was scheduled, it's going to be intriguing. But if you do that in week 11 and the Patriots are three and seven going into that game, uh, it's a lot less intriguing to where if, you know, even if they're one and three or one and two going into week four, than what it would be then. I think that's why, uh, it's scheduled so early in the season. Plus, you want you want people sitting on their seats. You want you want capacity. You want you want everyone at Gillette Stadium. You don't want them. I mean, if if you're a a hometown fan, I understand cheering for Gronk and for Tom Brady. I don't understand booing them. I understand cheering for them when they come back, but I don't understand you cheering more for them than for your own team. But if they were three and seven, and it was week ten or week eleven, and near the, the latter part of the season, then you're right; it wouldn't be a good thing, and it would certainly wouldn't look good on the sidelines from a Bill Belichick standpoint. Here's the thing about that matchup, though: 
If Tom goes into Gillette Stadium, and granted it's the early part of the season, but and I and we've we've known Bill Belichick to do this. He treats the first part of the season, September, as part of the preseason. Mm-hmm. We get that, we understand that. But guess what he's not gonna do? He's not treating October 3rd as a preseason. Oh, no, 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 no. And on top of that, the the most intriguing thing for me when it comes to that matchup is the fact that here is a coach and a coaching staff that knows Tom Brady the best, knows everything about him, knows his strengths, knows his weaknesses. Guess what? The Bucs go out there and ball on October 3rd, and Tom balls on October 3rd. Case closed when it comes to which one was more important to the franchise when it came to winning Super Bowls. Case closed. Because as much as I say coaches play, coaches coach and players play, Belichick's not playing that, that Sunday night game. Tom Brady is. And if he goes out there and plays well and beats the coaching staff that knows him best, done. Case closed. It's yep. about the players, not the coach. Uh, Once again, Trey Downey and Lynn Martez with you as the 2021 NFL schedule has been released. We are reacting to it right here, a live edition of the Bucks Nation podcast. You're following along at Bucks underscore Nation on Twitter. You can follow Lynn at Elmar810 and myself at TD experience. Check out BucksNation.com. There'll be full uh, written breakdowns of the schedule uh, coming out later this evening. And then if you missed part of this show, you'll be able to go back and listen wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, we're everywhere. You'll be able to listen to us later tonight into tomorrow morning as well. Uh, Lynn, you mentioned seven one o'clock games. But as I mentioned, that 425 slot is as good as a primetime game pretty much uh, these days in talking about the NFL schedule. And the Bucks have quite a few of those. And as we've seen very early in the season, because of the heat here in Florida, there aren't very many 1 o'clock games early in the season. The only one before the Bucks get to their bye week in week nine is at the Dolphins on October 10th. And that four, that week three game at the Rams at SoFi Stadium, that is a 425 kick. That is America's game of the week on Fox. The game against the Bears is a 425 kick, uh, be a nationally televised game on CBS. And at the Saints on uh, Halloween, a Halloween matchup there, October 31st, right before the bye week, that's week eight, is America's game of the week as well. And then in the latter half of the season, more one o'clock kicks. But that Buffalo Bills uh, matchup on December 12th is right now listed as a 425 kick as well. Uh, Lynn, do you like how this uh, shapes up as far as the bye week goes, having it right there in the middle of the season, uh, week nine bye week in 2021? Absolutely. You never want it too early and you never want it too late. That's the theory when it comes to the bye weeks. The NFL scheduling did the Bucks a favor having it in the middle of the season and it's it's not perfectly set as far as the middle it's as close to the middle as it can be when it comes to week nine and you know because of that and obviously we don't know where the bucks will be at, at that standpoint but there won't be an issue 
like previous years when it came to scheduling, whether it was the bye week being too early, having to travel all the way to London and not having the bye week and all those different things that we've dealt with over the last couple of years prior to uh, Bruce and Brady coming to town. But as far as the bye is concerned, it's a good place. The thing about it, though, when it comes to the Buck schedule is, and it's something that stuck out to me, is they didn't win a division last year. And because of that, being 11-5, because of that, you kind of get a lesser schedule when it comes to the teams that you play in 2021. And I say that because, what's that? You play the second place teams instead of division winners. Correct. Yes. And, you know, the Bucks haven't won a division in about 14 years. But they were the wild card, won the Super Bowl, returned to 22 starters. And for the most part, they're, I mean, they're the favorites, whether you talk to people in the NFL, Vegas, whatever it is, they're the favorites to come out of the NFC, right for yeah. yourself. But they got a break when it comes to the bye. But they also, and whether you agree or disagree, in my opinion, they got a break when it came to the schedule because they probably play the, strength of schedule-wise, probably the fifth worst schedule of teams in the NFL. Now, granted, it's a new season. But based off of what teams did last year, based off of teams that played in 2020 and what they how they played in 2020, the Bucks schedule is probably, like I said, one of the weakest ones. And because of that, and granted, we talked about the key matchups, but they avoided some pitfalls when it comes to not playing some of the first-place teams. Yeah, and I mean, some of those first-place teams talking about, you know, Green Bay, uh, that's a little bit of a questionable one. They they did get a little bit of a pitfall in talking about uh, the NFC West because of the uncertainty surrounding Russell Wilson and what we think that the Rams are going to be this year and having to uh, go to L.A. versus playing against Seattle in that matchup. Uh, out, out in the AFC, those, those games, uh, that's might. I mean, is it really that much of a break uh, in playing the Colts versus the Titans? Mm, I think the Colts might be a little bit better than the Titans this year, but here's I mean, the thing: I, when it comes I understand to, what you're saying. Yeah, but here's the thing: I mean, like I said, it, and it's basically on paper when it comes to the strength of schedule, and it's based off of a previous year, obviously. But when you factor in, and you're right, when you start factoring some of the maneuvering that went on this past off season. When you talk about Matthew Stafford now being in L.A., that changes the Rams. And now Carson Wentz being in Indianapolis, that changes the Colts. So maybe those teams aren't second-place teams. Those teams may be first-place teams. But it's still, again, from a strength-of-schedule standpoint, statistically records-wise, they may have have caught a break. Well, I think that the the biggest break isn't even the fact that they – didn't win the division last year. I think that they caught a break in the fact that the the divisions where they play the entire division. The NFC East was the worst division in all of football last year, and that's the division that they play this year instead of the NFC West, which might be the toughest division, or uh, the NFC North, which has a lot up in the air. And then talking about the AFC, yes, the Buffalo Bills are very good, but Let's talk about the Jets. They're going to be starting a rookie quarterback. The Patriots weren't very good last year. The Dolphins almost made the playoffs. 
but they're a lot of nobody's picking Miami to go to the Super Bowl. They won uh, this, ten games though. Be careful. Yeah, no, no, no. They did. I, I think that's why I said I thought Miami is one of the more intriguing home games on the on the twenty twenty one schedule for for the Buccaneers. So that that's where I think. They took more of a break. And then if you look at how the schedule kind of lays out for the Bucs, you want to get off to a good start. They start the season with two home games that should be wins in Dallas and Atlanta. And then I mentioned that the, you know, the tougher slate might be, uh, you know, late in the season, December, uh, hosting the Bills and hosting the Saints back-to-back weeks. But look at the last three weeks of the season. You play Carolina twice and the New York Jets. If you're in a, a situation where you're fighting for even for either playoff positioning or to get into the playoffs, those are three games that you like to see very late in the season. I I said it when I was going over the schedule. I hate that the NF there is plenty of room to spread things out. There is no need for the Bucs to not see the Carolina Panthers till week 16 and play them two times in the final three weeks. I absolutely hate that the NFL does that, period. But looking at it, you know, if you're a Bucs fan, looking at it in perspective, you know, having those two games there, especially if if they're out of the playoff race by then, and I don't think many of us think that the New York Jets are going to be in the playoff race. Carolina might be in the race for a wild card. I don't think the Jets are going to be in 2021. If you're look at how the Bucs gain their momentum in the latter stages last year that went on to their playoff run, playing a bad Lions team, playing the Falcons uh, a couple of times in three weeks last year. That's what lended uh, itself to the Bucs making that playoff run because they finally got the offense clicking on all cylinders and they had that momentum. And momentum is a very real thing, especially uh, heading into the playoffs. And this year, the Bucs schedule uh, sets up for that same kind of thing as well. Uh, with those three games to end the season. No, absolutely. They um, they went through a stretch, and obviously at the end of the season winning eight straight games, but there was a stretch there that the rhythm of the offense was the best it had been all season long where they were scoring 40 points. And whether they were doing it against the Detroit Lions, who were missing a load of coaching uh, coaches that day because of COVID, but – they did it against the Falcons. And again, when it came to how that offense looked and how it continued through the playoffs, yeah, that little run of week 15 and 16 set things up pretty nicely. And if you look at 2021, the schedule shakes out the same way. The thing about that gets me when it comes to even the Buck schedule is you still have a lot of questions that have to be answered when it comes to Who's going to be quarterback in some of these teams? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's really that's really how it is. You look at the Buck schedule, and it's and yeah, we can sit here and tell you Josh Allen's going to be playing for the Bills, bar injury. Carson Wentz is going to be playing for the Colts, bar an injury. But you talked about the Patriots in October, and, I, and yeah, granted, Belichick treats September like it's the preseason, but it would it be far fetched to see? Mac Jones play that game no. in October, right? Wouldn't be far-fetched to see Mac Jones play that game. There's there's games like that throughout their schedule that says, man, I don't know who's going to be playing for quarterback for those other teams. 
And I mean, look at the look at the Bucks' own division. I I mean, there are teams. I mean, I think I think it's safe to say that Matt Ryan, barring injury, is going to be the Falcons' starting quarterback for the entire slate of 2021. We don't know with the with the Saints uh, just yet, and the Panthers them trading away Teddy Bridgewater makes it look like they are going to give Sam Darnold the the full season to to prove what he can be as a starting quarterback and learn under under Joe Brady but you know that's a that's a young quarterback that the Bucks are playing in their in their own division twice so it you mentioned it when it comes to quarterbacks there is a lot up in the air as far as the Bucks schedule goes in 2021 and in, in addition to that and I don't mean to cut you off but in addition mm-hmm. to that that goes throughout the whole NFL and other yeah. teams too because as much as we can sit here and, and project who's going to be playing quarterback for those other teams, and there's certain spots that we may not know, there are teams that are still waiting to find out what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers and what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. And because of that, I mean, there is a market for both those quarterbacks. Granted, yep. there, may be, there may be one larger than the other for those quarterbacks. But when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, um, we could sit here and say whomever has Denver on their schedule, whomever has San Francisco on their schedule, the Raiders, whomever has the Raiders on their schedule, guess what? You may not know who's going to be playing quarterback for that team when they show up or when you show up to their stadium to play them. And it may end up being the future Hall of Fame quarterback and future, future host of Jeopardy Number 12, that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. It's the same thing with Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's yeah. teams that are still still keeping an eye on things. There are teams that, if you read some of the reports, that like Miami, that was ready to go all in to get Deshaun. And because of that, and, and listen, I'm not telling you he's going to play in 2021, but we didn't know this situation would come up. So this is where we're at right now. And because of that, not knowing that situation was going to come up, we don't know what the future holds. He hasn't been suspended as of today. So bottom line is, again, the wild card and what's holding, (laughs) for lack of a better term, uh, prisoners to certain teams is two quarterbacks, two great quarterbacks, but two quarterbacks who we don't know if they're going to play in 2021. And you can throw Russell Wilson into that as well. Exactly. Because, I mean, yeah. So there's so there's three Pro Bowl type quarterbacks that realistically, if one of the three got traded, we'd be like, yeah, we kind of figured it would happen. Yeah, I'm, and I mean, looking at the Bucks Bucks schedule, you you have a lot of you know your hardcore Bucks fans and team and fans that really believe in this team already throwing around that you know, undefeated moniker that this team is possible that could possibly go to 17 and 0. I'm not going to predict that. But if Vegas put out odds for every single one of these games right now on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers schedule, the only one that I think the Bucs might not be favored in is going to LA and facing the Rams. 
You look up, at, you look at the entire rest of the schedule. The Bills game being at home, I think that the Bucks are favored because of the uncertainty around the Saints' quarterback situation. I think that both, even going to New Orleans, the Bucks, the Bucks would be the favorite if you ask Vegas today. Colts. I don't think at the Colts, even with the uncertainty surrounding Wentz, you think Vegas would would label the Colts as a favorite right now today? Right now today, they probably would label the Bucks. But, I mean, that's why. I mean, that's why it's cool to to have yeah. week one week one spreads, and and to have the Bucks the favorites over the the Cowboys as much as they are right now. But that's basically because once we see the Cowboys and once we see the Bucks and the rest of the league, then we Vegas will have some something to go on when it comes to mm-hmm. week two and moving forward. Okay, to answer your question, right now, I would probably agree that with the exception of maybe the visit to L.A. to play the Rams, they probably would be favored. If the if, if Vegas said, if we went to Vegas and said, hey, we need you to give us spreads on every game the Bucs can play right now, we did that, yeah, I'd probably agree that the Rams would probably be the only game that they wouldn't be favored to win. And I think that the talking about everybody always looks at the over unders for for wins and losses when when uh, when those come out in Vegas. I think the Bucks is going to be very very high. Twelve. I think that it, it's, yeah, twelve. I I mean they won eleven games last year. You have to think at the very least it's going to be eleven and a half. Uh, but I think that twelve that twelve is probably is probably more like it just because of. You know the uncertainty in their own division, as I mentioned, the two divisions that that they are going to play. I think that I think that the Bucks are going to have the highest uh, over under uh, go, going forward uh, in the 2021 season. Something though that I did not see in the the email, the press release that the Buccaneers sent out uh, describing their 2021 schedule is something that fans have been looking forward to. For a very long time, and something that could possibly make its return in 2021, because uh, last year was the end of the NFL's one helmet rule for the entire season. So the Bucks don't have to wear uh, pewter helmets for the entire season, which possibly means the return of the white helmets in the cream sickle uniforms. Now, nothing has been announced as of yet. But I do believe because of how many fans have been clamoring for it, I do think that we're going to see it. Uh, when they first did it, I believe 2009 was the first ever one. I was I was uh, 2009 or 2010. I was in the stands. It was against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Josh Freeman's first career start, by the way, still probably my favorite NFL game I've ever been to as a fan. But uh, it usually coincides with the Ring of Honor game as well, which is something that a lot of Bucks fans, if you're not, you know, a season ticket holder, if you're just looking to go to possibly one or two games a season, the Ring of Honor game is something that's always going to be interesting. So I, I'm very intrigued to see if if and when the Bucks announce the return of creamsicle uniforms. And if you're the Bucks like to do the uh the Ring of Honor game on a prime time primetime thing. They're not going to do it in week one of the season and they're not going to do it on the on the road. So the first primetime game that the Bucks have at home after the Cowboys in week one is that Monday night football game uh, in November against the New York Giants. So 
If you're asking me for a prediction on when we could possibly see the creamsicle uniforms, I think it might be Thanksgiving week on Monday Night Football against the New York Football Giants. You a fan of the creamsicles? I don't think we've ever talked about this before. Yeah, I, I like love them. the creamsicles. Good ice cream. I, lo- I love creamsicle ice creams. What awesome. about the uniforms? I love the ice cream. Wow. Lynn Martez is a creamsicle bucko no. Bruce hater. No, 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 no. no. The only problem with the, with the creamsicles, it, it reminds me, and, and granted, I wasn't living here, certainly watched the Bucks play. The Yuccaneers. Yeah, man. It just reminds me of bad football. I can see the highlights in my head of just drop passes and fumbles and just bad football. And, I, and it's almost like, if you watch NFL films and you watch the NFL Follies, you see the creamsicle uniforms. And I don't want to be reminded of that. That's wild. I, I the ice cream's awesome. I A-class, too. I like, I like A-class, too, and creamsicles. I, I, I love the uniforms, and I love the and ice You were cream. too young. You were too young to remember those. I, I, I remember the, the team that didn't win any games. Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. I know the, the, I believe the season that they switched to uh, the, the, basically the current look now, other than uh, the flag logo being different. Uh, I believe it was 96 or 97. I mean, I was born in 1990. So uh, my, every single Bucks game that I went, that my dad took me to growing up in, in the central Florida area, I never went to a creamsicle game till they were throwback jerseys. The first game I ever went to uh, against in the old, I went to one game in the old sombrero against the Minnesota Vikings when Brad Johnson was their starting quarterback. And turns out he becomes a Super Bowl champion uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just a few years later. But I, they I know- can wear them. It could, it, I mean, it, it's, it's nice. It's cool. That Monday night game, that's, you know, I'll, I'll give you a golf clap if you're right about it. Uh, and um, that night that they have the Ring of Honor, if, if that is the same night, and, and they wear their creamsicles that night, and Tom gets to wear them, Gronk's probably, you know, he's all he probably all fired up to wear them. And, and it's good for those those players that, that, you know, that are in that locker room that get to wear them. But as far as a fan is concerned, like I said, I just remember watching – and watching that team not win any games. And, and now as I reflect back, think about, you know, NFL follies, NFL films. And I remember seeing those uniforms and just bad football. But, yeah, and it, hey, look, if the fans want it, creamsicle away. I'll be there eating one. And it's going to be interesting to see who uh, the Ring of Honor inductee is going to be uh, this year, last well, year. Money. A lot of people uh, talk about James Wilder. Uh, former running back. Uh, there's been a lot of momentum surrounding his name. Let's see. What is what is the current uh, ring of honor right now? Monty Kiffin last year, Derek Brooks, Rondé Barber, Tony Dungy, John Gruden, John Lynch, Warren Sapp, Malcolm Glazer, Leroy Selman, John McKay, Jimmy Giles, Paul Gruber, Mike Allstott, and Doug Williams is the current uh, ring of honor for the for the Buccaneers. So uh, maybe it's Wilder. I don't think that uh, even though Warwick Dunn has done a, a ton of great stuff here in the community and in Atlanta in the community, I don't necessarily think that he was here long enough uh, to be inducted. I as I mentioned the the big names from from that Super Bowl defense, talking about Sap, Lynch, Brooks, 
Rondé Barber, they've all been inducted into the Ring of Honor. So Wilder is uh, is probably the name. I don't think Keyshawn Johnson uh, did enough while while he was here to to get inducted. Uh, you know, maybe in a couple of, in a in a couple of years, I think ninety three and fifty four both go up there, but they're both uh, currently in the NFL right now. I'll and just... I think that. Wait, 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 wait. Levante's like ready to be like recognized finally for the first time in his in his NFL career as being an all pro type linebacker, and you want to put him in the ring of honor like he's gonna retire sometime soon. No, 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 got, that's not he's that's got not a lot what, of juice. He's still got a lot of juice, man. That, he's playing. No, 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 no. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying current era Tampa Bay Buccaneers players that will definitely end up in the ring of honor. I think 93 and 54 are definitely going to be there. I mean, it, is it something where uh, t- does number 12, does Tom Brady go in the Bucks ring of honor, even oh, if man. he's only here for don't two seasons? Don't, don't start that it's conversation. An in- that's an interesting conversation. Just really quickly. Uh, before, even if, before, even if he does, it, even if he does, it'll be better than the Miami Heat retiring Michael Jones jersey. Yeah, that was really weird. Uh, yeah, that was especially weird. Cons- I, especially- I was, I was – I get I get Pat Riley respecting uh, Michael Jordan and, and as many times as he went up against him being the New York Knicks head coach, but uh, putting Michael Jordan's uniform in your uh, rafters when the guy never played for your team. Yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah, definitely. Uh, before we get out of here, we've gone over the entire Bucks schedule. To me, the most uh, we haven't said what we think the most intriguing game on the schedule is. I think it's Bills. Uh, Lynn, I'll have you give the answer in just a minute. Uh, but let's go over the the prime time schedules just really quickly. I'm going to run them off. First, let's go Sunday night football. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Bears at Rams in week one. Week two, I definitely better in my opinion. Chiefs at Ravens. Week three, definitely a nod to some possibilities here. Packers at 49ers. So either Aaron Rodgers isn't playing or he's pl- he could likely be playing for uh, one of those teams as far as quarterback goes. Week four, as we mentioned, Tom Brady's return to New England to face the Patriots. Week five is an AFC championship rematch as the Bills head to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. Week six, the Seahawks head to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. That's not a matchup we see every season, so an intriguing one there. Week seven, the Colts and Carson Wentz head to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Two Sunday night football games in the first half of the season for the 49ers. Interesting. Uh, The Cowboys head to Minnesota to face the Vikings in week eight. You want to talk about a game that could be flexed out early in the season? Could that possibly be it? Titans at Rams week nine. Uh, The new stadium in Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, gets its first Sunday night football taste in week 10 when the Chiefs head there to face the Raiders. That was the only regular season game that the Chiefs lost last season was to the Raiders. The Steelers head to SoFi Stadium to face the Chargers in Week 11. The Browns and the Ravens in an NFC North matchup in Week 12. Week 13, 49ers at Seahawks in an NFC West matchup. Bears at Packers in Week 14. We mentioned this earlier as well. Saints at Buccaneers in Week 15. Week 16, Washington football team heads to Jerry World to face the Cowboys in week 17. Right now is scheduled to be Vikings and Packers. And as always, uh, there is currently no week 18 scheduled uh, Sunday night football game. 
because that will always be flexed to whatever game uh, has the most playoff implications. A very strong slate, as always, for Sunday Night Football. I was intrigued to see if the NFL would give ESPN you know, some more marquee matchups and talking about Monday Night Football because they re-upped and had that huge TV deal, but it hasn't kicked in yet. Uh, it's not as intriguing as Sunday night. I'll just say that. Let's go over it really quickly. Ravens at Raiders, week one. Lions at Packers, week two. Getting the Lions uh, primetime uh, showcase out of the way very early. Eagles at Cowboys, week three. The Raiders again on Monday night football. Raiders at Chargers, week four. Colts at Ravens, that's an interesting one, week five. Bills at Titans, another good one. Saints at Seahawks, week seven. Giants at Chiefs, week eight. Bears at Steelers, week nine. Uh, Week 10, Rams at 49ers in an NFC uh, West matchup. The game where I think the creamsicles will return. Giants at Buccaneers, week 11. Seahawks at Washington football team, week 12. Week 13, Patriots at Bills. Rams at Cardinals, week 14, Vikings at Bears, week 15, Dolphins at Saints, week 16, and the Browns at the Steelers will close out the prime time schedule for Monday night football. Lynn, I went over those primetime games, but I mentioned when I got through with that, I would ask you what you think the most intriguing game on the Bucks schedule in 2021 is I went with bills I think that could possibly be a Super Bowl preview what are you going to go with I already talked about it Patriots October, October 3rd absolutely as I as I mentioned earlier when it comes to the NFL there is no coach there is no coaching staff that knows Tom Brady better than I mean, he knows Brady better than Brady knows himself when it comes to playing football. And because of that, you're talking about the master genius defensive scheme, arguably the best coach of all time in Tom and Bill Belichick. And because of that, he gets an opportunity to play against the guy that led him to winning six Super Bowls. And listen, we can say – it's just another game. But if you say that, I'm not buying it. And when I say no. we, I mean I mean Bill and Gronk and Tom Brady. They'll say it's just another game. Certainly Bill will just say it's another game. I can, I can hear him already. And that's going to be an intriguing week from, from all the pressures that he's got, he has to do that week with the media, whether it be the national or the Boston media. But because of that, again, come Sunday night, after all of the games are played, we get to watch that one. We get to watch to see if the, the mastermind Bill Belichick can slow down Tom Brady, can find the weaknesses that he knows that he has. And we could sit here and we can probably pick him out, get to the pocket, hit him. But yeah. Tom's been smart enough, 44 years old, that the ball's coming out. Ball's coming out. So Brady uh, Belichick's got to find a way so that he has to hold on to the football a little longer so that he can expose that weakness of him not wanting to get hit, him being in the pocket. And who knows? Belichick might actually watch the two Super Bowls. He lost 42 and 46 with Tom at the helm and uh, and find out ways that he can attack Tom 
But he should know already because, again, he knows him better than anybody else does. But I'm intrigued by that. I'm intrigued to see, like I said, if he's able to slow down Tom Brady. Because if he does, then we can finally say, okay, you know, maybe there is something to the coach is more important than the, the GOAT, the, the quarterback that won those six Super Bowls. But I'm not, I'm not thinking that's going to be the case. I'm thinking Gronk, Tom Brady, and the Bucs are going to go into Gillette Stadium, and they're going to be fired up too. Yeah. Don't lose, don't lose to that. Don't lose, you know, don't get lost in that fact that here you have the leader of your football team. And Tom's the leader. He's the quarterback. He takes your snaps. He's clearly your leader. He's the guy that led you to your Super Bowl last year. He gets to play in New England. That's his opportunity. You don't think that locker room is going to be juiced to play hard for him that Sunday night in New England? Oh, it's like I said, that's the most intriguing one. And because of that, I think all those guys, all those guys, that whole locker room is going to be on its on its best performance that Sunday night. And because of that, I think they go to I think they go to Gillette and they they show off. And when they do, then you can stop the conversation about which one matters most because it's the quarterback and it's going to be Tom Brady who's going to go to New England and he's going to ball out. And if he doesn't, we'll talk that Monday or that Tuesday on Bucks Nation and I'll eat a little crow. But as of right now, I'm not expecting to. Again, that team is going to be juiced and Belichick can scheme up everything he wants, but he doesn't play. Tom plays and he's going to have his – you're going to have his team having his back and playing hard for him from defense to offense and special teams, hoping, wanting him to get out of Gillette Stadium with a win over his former team. Yeah, and I agree with you that it's so intriguing. I just don't know if it's going to be uh, a competitive game, and I think if, if it is – super competitive. I think that's almost a win for the people that say that the the coach is more important than the quarterback, just because if you look at these two rosters right now, it, it's no contest. The Buccaneers have the better roster. Uh, I mentioned all the primetime games. Uh, just really quickly, the holiday games this season, uh, Thanksgiving this year is Bears at Lions, Raiders at Cowboys, and then the primetime game is Bills at Saints. The Saints seem to get a lot of those uh, Thanksgiving night games. And then for the second year in a row, uh, the NFL is going to compete with the NBA on Christmas Day uh, as they are going to hold two games back-to-back, the Browns at Packers and Colts at Cardinals, four teams that definitely have playoff aspirations in 2021. Once again, thank you all so much for watching and keep it locked to BucksNation.com for more breakdowns of the schedule. If you missed any of this show, you'll be able to go back and listen to it in audio form uh, later on this evening. Just search Bucks Nation on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. There'll also be an article up on the website. That'll take you right to it. He is Len Martez. Follow him at Elmar810. I am Trey Downey. Follow me at TD Experience and follow Bucks Nation at Bucks underscore Nation on Twitter. We will be back with you next week for more Buccaneers talk after rookie minicamp this weekend. This has been Downey and Martez, a Bucks Nation podcast.